Sometimes I can just get just wireless kinda... mics. You can just bring in mic in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting for that. We just put toilets in this room. <laughs> used to do that at crack seller shows. That's not surprising. What, bring the mic in the bathroom? Yeah, wrap the whole thing. time. <laughs> in the bathroom. People be in there. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. The 79th episode wow. of the Aging Punks Complain. Hey, That's you, you tell me. Nice. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm not telling nobody. You fact check it. I'm not. Yeah, I think it's, it's not my fucking job. The only, I'm the host too. The pot, so is Eric. I'm just saying. Okay. I said a I said a thing. Right. You guys challenged me. Yeah. Okay. You well, don't have your facts straight. You yeah. came here to argue. So just like that, we're back. <laughs> 79th episode. The only podcast where the guest challenges us with a topic that we don't know about. If you got a problem with that, I don't know, man. Call your mother. You're the one to click the link. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, how was your weekend? That was great. Good. Cleaning up leaves. Nice. Got to keep doing it. That's were, what you did all weekend? Nah. I found, we found, we forged for some mushrooms. We found some mushrooms. Nice. Some, I thought of your uh, your Christmas gift for you and Nicole, so I'm excited to get that oh, for you. Oh, God. I'm you can't tell early. people you, you're Well, gonna, I thought of it when I got them. here. I didn't tell them what I was getting. Yeah, but you can't then. be like, oh, guess what? I got the best gift for you. That's a lot well, of pressure to take in the holiday season. All right. Well, we'll see then. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll try to remember. Did you get a lot of chicken of the sea? No, no, we got oyster mushrooms. Chicken of the woods, babe. Chicken of the woods. Just chicken of the bit, sea though. is tuna. Yeah, it's chicken of the woods. Yeah. I was. It was a different subject. I was asking, have you eaten a lot of tuna this weekend? No. 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 <laughs> Just checking. Ray, how was your weekend? I think it was pretty good. Yeah. I got allergies. Mm-hmm. Is this the worst time for him right now? I don't know. I don't we know were, what happened. We were cleaning his apartment for like two days straight, oh, yeah. and I think that kind of didn't help. Walk the dogs in the park. I guess what the new studio is pretty much finished. I just got to finish the table. There's no pet hair in there at all. So and then we're gonna do. Uh, so he's just gonna move gonna in. Nice clean room. We're gonna do video. We could, yeah. Oh, be nice. Then I'll have to. Everyone will see the snot pouring out of my nose. Yeah. We'll just put pixelation over your face. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I want to take pictures of the studio one day so I can post it on the Instagram. People would definitely pay for the Patreon if you blank my face out. That's yeah, my, my weekend was pretty good. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, too. <laughs> All right. All right. So we have a guest this week. Um, this is a person that none of us know, I believe. Um, they are in many bands. Um, I know they play bass. I don't know if they do what else they do. Um, but they are in a band called Madame St. Beatrice, Beatrice out of, I believe out of Philly. And then they also are the owner of an art gallery and just a really great space, it seems, in Philly. So here's Tibby, Tibby X. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what was that? I'm what trying you? some new greetings. Oh, wow. <laughs> I am Dracula. But yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Halloween's over. Thank dude. you. Thanks. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I um I was not I did not practice that intro and I wanted to but that was all I could get out. So. We, we don't ever great. practice the intro. I do in my head a lot. Oh, okay. So <laughs> what's I going was, on? I was, I was thinking I was like I got really into that foraging for mushrooms thing too and I think that might have been a quarantine pandemic thing because I don't know anybody who ever really cared about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Same. There's a group on Facebook. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, awesome. Really got into it. Like, yeah. wow, weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to do it. I got some country ass friends in West Virginia who like always do stuff like that, and like they, yeah, they. I think they were always into it, but the pandemic probably makes it easy to go out in the woods to justify it. I'm only know? trying to get yeah. like the common ones. I don't want to just eat something. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Right? It's like I'm from New York. I don't know if I have any business like picking mushrooms and trying to like decipher them, you know? Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> You're just like in an alley. You take a picture oh, with an app. You take a, you take a picture with an app and it's like, oh, this could be either this super edible one or no, don't eat it. It's yeah. deadly. And you're like, fuck, which one is it? Oh my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm not risking my, my mushroom foraging skills to die. Yeah. It's a good skill. <laughs> They're just going to be like, thanks for promoting the band. <laughs> yeah. <about> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Whatever. No big deal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Madame St. Beatrice is out of Brooklyn. Oh, out of Brooklyn. Philly. And uh, I travel back and forth and, you know, That's we commitment. toured all over the country and stuff. So, yeah, I did listen. It's pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. So thanks. Thanks. Yeah, of course. We're, we're uh, recording the new album right now. So nice. I'm excited about that. That's exciting. Can I yeah. tell a, a knock knock joke my dad told me? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a uh, knock knock. Knock knock who? Wait, I mean, <laughs> Jesus oh my God. Christ! Oh my God, I fucked up. Uh, who's there? It's not that hard. Madame. Madame who? Madame foot stuck in the door. I knew you were going to door that. up. You guys <laughs> ever heard that one? I said knock knock who? Uh, I think I'm, I'm so stupid. Knock, sorry. Knock, who? I, did, I didn't know that. That's joke. the name of this episode. Knock knock who? God. <laughs> so sorry. I haven't slept yet. I just panicked. I was oh. like, I hope someone handles this. <laughs> oh no, you're, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're at the studio now. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the art gallery, nice. and I just wanted to get everything out and like um. There's a lot of like satanic stuff out now, which is like getting ready for Christmas, I guess, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This cool. is the best. This is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christmas. I like Christmas. I like satanic stuff too, so it's a good it's a Perfect. good mashup for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um we have a lot of new artists and I'm looking for a local Philly artists. So anyone listening to this, I have artists from like I have New Orleans and Oregon and New York and everywhere. Yeah. Like exceptionally now. So. That's actually kind of funny though. <laughs> yeah. It's good. That's all right. Um yeah. so I know we we briefly talked about it, but do you have a topic for us? That um, you want to talk about? Sure. We just started the back of the space. This was a Kawaii Kitty Cafe. Oh. Um, <clears throat> that was a lot of renovating because they had like 40 cats here and just left it. Oh my god. <laughs> quarantine. 40 cats. But, like um, real cats? Wait, what's happening? Like real cats. Yeah. Like <laughs> alley cats or just, like cats. pet cats or like, like cats to rescue. Like Oh. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like they served coffee and there were cats all over the place and um, you know, then they shut down. So I have a cafe in the back, so I started meetup groups and um the first one we did was called Sober Demons. Um, a friend from the neighborhood's running that one. His name is Dead Boy. And I'm starting a harm reduction group with um, Van Asher. He does a lot of harm reduction in New York for like a zillion years, is helping me organize it. And um, we're going to be doing that in the back. And it's going to be like a cafe meetup space for like an alternative to AA and NA. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds cool. That's really great. Yeah. Um, I'm friends with uh, Soma Sneak Oil, who runs a sidewalk project in California. She's like some kind of superhero. <laughs> I don't know. It's wild. She does like eight zillion things, but... I'm uh, going to be like talking to her for like, you know, advice of like how to set up the activist work. And yeah, that's really cool. And it's something that's like, you know, you know, you're doing the right thing. But I feel like some days it's easy to feel defeated, like doing any kind of activism of any kind or like working for like doing harm reduction stuff. It's like I feel like it kind of beats you down after a while because it is tough, but it's really cool that you're doing it. That's Dang. awesome. Yeah. I just like noticed it around the neighborhood. I was like. You know, it's not a far trip to Kensington and like there's a lot of like fentanyl casualties like all over the place yeah. around here. And um and my son jokes around, he's like, Right Aid's like a bad neighborhood these days because it's like <laughs> getting all the time. Oh, it's man. oh man. He's eleven, he's like, Do we just take whatever we want from here now? I'm like, No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's got some some ideas. That's yeah, funny. right? Yeah. So, I was like Maybe if we start the harm reduction, it can, like, I don't know, sway things to be a little, you know, less um, just, like, messed up. It's getting wild. I, I see it, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, that's tough. Especially, like, if you know people or, you know, just anybody can struggle with, like, um, addiction of any kind, of course. And, then, like, especially when you, you know, you have bad drugs, you, you have bad deaths, and it sucks. So it really helps to, like, be able to help those people who maybe don't even realize they need help. So it's cool. Yeah. That and also, like, I think from, like, I don't know, like, my history and, like, where I grew up and stuff, I'm on this, like, app, like, the Nextdoor app. Yeah. I don't know if you know. And I see people, like, <laughs> I know it's not funny, but, like, I'm cynical because I'm old, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, people posting pictures. They're, like, these dangerous junkies are ruining the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, literally, like, two just, like, crusties sitting with their dog. Yeah. The street, and I'm like, oh my god! Like people just don't understand. Yeah, I like I consider those people my neighbors too. Yeah, right, right. I was gonna <laughs> say my neighborhood's kind of like that. There's like a lot of people who like the homeowners in my neighborhood are kind of well to do, but it's also like bleeds into a neighborhood where it's like a lot of people who are like 
on uh, lower income housing and people who've been released from prison and like people are like mentally ill and it's the same thing like people are like oh get these bums out of here and it's like these bums have lived here longer than you yeah right. this is their right. neighborhood like this, yeah. these are your neighbors like don't uh, yeah it's something you're not people, above like, them it's yeah. hard for people to learn that because they just i think we're we're drawn to like picking teams and like playing sides and like people are always like oh i'm not them at least i'm not them and it's really like it's hard to just be like well they they you're a couple bad decisions maybe from being someone yeah. not doing as well so and like nobody right. wants to be doing that either like it's not like they people don't want to have a bad life you know what i mean like people don't want to struggle maybe some people like the lifestyle that they live which i think is fine but also like i don't think anybody ever expects to be living on the street right yeah. you know <laughs> right <laughs> so, right yeah the thing that was like really cool that I wasn't expecting about the first meeting was like it was primarily trans youth, like youth to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, in their 20s, so they're adults. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is cool. I did not know that's who was going to show up. Yeah, that is first. really cool. And like I remember um, like a zillion years ago, I quit drinking and I – don't consider myself an alcoholic, but I definitely needed to cool off for a couple of years. <laughs> um, I remember like walking into the first meeting and it was all like white haired, very big book, AA old men. Mm-hmm. And like, I rolled with it and did that, but I was like super censored. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't know if I could offer a space where people don't have to feel like that. And maybe like we could do artwork and yeah, cool things and stuff. It was like, I might as well do it while you have the space. You yeah, know? <laughs> totally. And also it's like every social outing is, you know, you're going to a bar like, you you know, it's, it's hard. Like you're, it's obviously sober spaces do exist, whatever, but it's like, it's hard to like not be around drugs and alcohol like every day, you know, that's just what life is. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, Yeah. but. And like, I don't know. I feel like, people should be able to define like what sober is like for themselves. I like, totally I agree with that. Like weed people are doing like medicinal, medicinal ketamine, which I really can't imagine, but I mean, yeah. it's working yeah. for people. Yeah. Like the shrooms now are like a big thing. And like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, you know, I'm not like, um, I don't know. It used to feel like, uh, like an AA, someone was prescribed Suboxone, like people would have like a big problem with it. Yeah. And like guilt them and stuff you know yeah and like, you know especially that it's like so based around religion too which is fucked up like totally. you, you like not only are you being shamed for like life if you're you know f- maybe falling off the wagon a little bit or whatever but or maybe not walking a super straight path you know with your recovery but it's also like now you have to be shamed by god <laughs> if you don't do things right it's like the same thing as uh like people who are like oh these guys on the stoop it's like everyone's like people who feel like they need help it's like two extremes like you're either party so hard and then when you get sober it has to be a completely you're like addicted to the extremes so it's yeah. like now i'm so sober and so militant and so instead of just kind of being like things aren't really black and white you know like yeah. some people are pretty cool though like your your amount of time sober is an achievement whether and you're gonna mess up and i like people who see it that way mm-hmm. you know and yeah. uh, i i never really got into the AA thing like especially where they like make you do like prayer and stuff at the end and there's I'm sure all meetings are different but yeah. also like recently heard that Bill W the guy who started AA was like it in later in life like dealing with using hallucinogens to like do therapy but yeah. I don't know like with the, how true all that is but it's mm-hmm. like yeah that even that guy was like here's something else that might help me like people change it's not yeah. just one way to do something right yeah totally Totally. I think like uh, if you're not screwing over everybody and like harming yourself, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's the, when you said it too. like, sub, you know, sobriety for everybody is like looks a little different. And even just like this is like a, a stupid comparison, but it's like, you know, when I say like I don't eat meat, people are like, oh, you can't eat this. Right. I'm like, no, I fucking can eat that. I don't want to like, you know what I mean? So for right. me, being being a vegetarian is not eating anything that lives, but for like Ray, like he, he eats fish and that's fine. Like he still doesn't eat, you know, it's just, it's just dumb, but it's like, that's, that's what it is for us. Like that's, that's what not eating meat is for us is the way we do it. Um, yeah. you know, and 
it's it doesn't have to be so black and white like they're the gray areas are, are part of life <laughs> it's all life is yeah. really when i when i've did stints of like sobriety people are like they're like oh you don't drink anymore i'm like well i don't, I don't i'm sober like i don't i don't know i'll, I'll probably drink again at some point like i don't set rules because mm-hmm. i think you just set yourself up for failure yeah. if yeah. you like set rules when something that's hard like just baby steps every little bit of it's an achievement and i think that's like the harder way to look at stuff you know is, to, is like uh, i have some ocd issues too so like recently i was listening to someone on a podcast talk about like okay well it's really hard to kick stuff like that so like but if you want to go back and check your locks a third time and you wait five minutes that five minutes was also an achievement just because you gave in and did it five minutes did i do it in like 30 seconds i gotta go back yeah i know but i mean like it'll be like i'll be sitting there going it's not you locked it dude you locked it you don't have to go back and then like i do this i'll wait i'll get a couple i'll get down the street a little i'm like all right i'm going back because it's just dumb not to check but at least i resisted a little further and i think that's just life everything in life's like that it's like baby steps Mm-hmm. you know build towards what you want where you want to be so i don't know it's yeah. so funny somewhere between like ocd and adhd is like stability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would say that's probably right i'm always like oh crap did i lock the door fuck it i'm late oh my god the keys fuck you know? yeah, yeah right yeah can't stay focused on one thing at a time ever yeah yeah totally that's why it, it's kind of cool to have this space because I got to like declutter my home. I was like going to end up on, like, inviting Matt Paxton over and having an episode of Orders or something. <laughs> we had a similar conversation. Just yesterday. talking about that because we had to clean my apartment for these people to like uh, paint, paint the windowsills, yeah. which is like ridiculous. You find any mice inside books? No, no, no the mice are all dead. <laughs> uh, they weren't there. But it, I was telling Bill, I was like, we did two days of work for someone to come in here and do 15 minutes of work. Yeah, but it was does, like, that, does, that is a pain in the ass. I have like 20,000 <laughs> comic books. I yeah. have like a 500 records. I have I have How 200 many? VHS tapes. Yeah. And I don't have a VCR. Yeah. It, it's And my apartment is the size of this room we're in right now. Yeah. So it's right. like, it's like maybe 300 square feet. It's like, um, it's, I have it pretty well organized. But when you have to move everything, you like have to take stock of like, I maybe don't need two copies of Fletch. <laughs> you or know, uh, I Heart Huckabees. I, I have two copies of I Heart Huckabees. I the inherited one. In better one. condition and get rid of the other one. Yeah, I'd have to utilize them ever to know which uh, one yeah. works better. I think I the toys are fun, though. I got to play with some toys yesterday. Yeah, well, there's some X-Men, some G.I. Joe. It is what it is. I'm 40 years old. I like it. It's okay. We threw some stuff away. <laughs> yeah. The VHS tapes, like, I... The way I walk home, there's like a donation bin. There's always VHS tape. <laughs> ended up with a bedazzled, like the TV that has the VHS built in. Nice. I don't know. I watch awful stuff on there and it makes me so happy just because yeah. the format. No, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I agree. Like, I don't, I haven't had a VCR that worked in a while, but it is something about it. It's like very nostalgic. It's like listening to vinyl. Like, you know, it used yeah. to be in all these groups where people talk about it and traded it and stuff. And it's just fun to like things. Yeah, I told you, you could, take, you. you could take that VCR right there. I'll take want, that dude. VCR today. Take it today. Yep. <laughs> take it home. There we go. Yeah. I, the, the conversation was funny yesterday because I was like, hey, maybe like maybe we can move these or whatever. And Henry was like, I, he's like, I love to watch these. I said, you don't even have a VCR. <laughs> like that's, you know, that's what it was, but, but that's okay. Like, you know, having the things you enjoy in life is good when it's like not a problem <laughs> for you later. You well, know? And like, I like like modern stuff. I love streaming. I love all of that. I love having shutter. I like having to be, like to watch horror movies, but when I watch evil dead and it's digital digitized and restored, it's not scary like my beat up VHS where I can't see what the fuck is going on half the time. Yeah. The movie, yeah. It's a whole different experience. I love to watch things the way they were meant to be or like just to experience things the way they were meant to be, I think is really good. Yeah, I like now it's like the opening commercials, too. They're like coming out in 1998. <laughs> yeah. oh, those are so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah before time. Yeah, and it's yeah. like these weird movies that never came out. I'm like, did that even happen? Like, yeah. <laughs> Or like a colorized version of a movie that was black and white. Yeah. I yeah. can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, Wizard of Oz? Did they colorize yeah. it? Well, that, that was like the first Wizard movie of in Oz color, right? It incorporated the, the colorization into the thing. But yeah, it was cool. They do like It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, or that's like, it. Yeah. Meet Me in uh, St. Louis. Louis. Yep. It's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I think it is really good to like listen to things the way they were intended to be made. Like for records and cassettes. Like I, 
my mom gave me like a small stack of her vinyl that she all that she had left from when she was a kid and it's like records and she's like i don't even know why i have these i think these were my brothers like some of them were really just bands she never liked and it's just cool to have them and like to think my mom listened to these like 40 years ago it was fun you know 50 years ago that's so cool cool. yeah we're gonna be like shooting videos and i was like god can we just finally always wanted to make one of those videos where we're just walking around like jerks and it's like you know you meet up with the person and you're like hey you know like the music video for skater boy by avril lavigne (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> just one of my faves they're at the I'm mall like, skating i'm like awful i'm like i think they do it in i tiger i think they do it and uh there's another there's another one like that but yeah i was like i just want to meet up on the street and walk around so the best one is beat it where they dance oh, by yeah. each other and they guys keep jumping <laughs> off the loading docks and then dancing behind them to go through town and it's don't it's like, like the same thing you don't know? they do like a knife fight dance yeah they something? do like, i don't yeah it's, it's i mean it's a great video they're like knife fighting and dancing i'm not the biggest the mj corridor. fan but that, that's a good video and eat it the weird owl one's much better in my opinion. Oh, yeah. i was waiting for that they fight with forks and knives in that one yeah. instead of, or forks and spoons we did watch that movie over the weekend yeah we watched the weird owl movie so powerful i'm gonna watch it i, I did heard not it was care good. for it at all <laughs> but i don't I like even, weird al because i'm a grown woman what was that to me i didn't even know there was a weird al movie i'm like i i, I gotta check that out. i got an email about it from <laughs> roku wow it's a, it's harry potter harry potter plays Daniel weird radcliffe al. It's, it's great it's just fun it's all right yeah, Tim you can't Robinson take it too serious better. i heard oh yeah fun. i didn't know that i thought it was like a real biopic <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck did you ever see uhf no. Yep, that's no. the first, no. thing. That. first watch, question watch I asked. That. Watch that. Anyways. <laughs> on VHS. Yeah. Watch UHF on VHS <laughs> ASAP. Let me borrow it. Oh, yeah. We found a Jerky Boys um, videotape. I was like, yo, you should give this to Which Eric. Which one is it? Is it the movie? The movie. I have yeah. both of them. Though. I have the original I said, version. I said, we should give this to Eric. And Ray's like, I'm not fucking getting rid of this. It's one of my most cherished yeah, prized possessions. It. Me and my brother watched that movie over and over again. Dude, kids. the one I downloaded was ripped from a VHS. So it looks old when you I watch that, the I bet there's no <laughs> digital version of that movie. Probably um, maybe on DVD or something. Well, right? let me tell you, last night too, I was like, I should throw out these VHSs that Bella's saying I should throw I out. I did not say and, to throw them away. But I kept thinking because with streaming, you do lose music that will never. That if a record yeah. company decides not to add it to their yeah. streaming catalog, or a, like a a movie like Jerky Boys, which maybe no streaming Nobody service has ever bought. It. Might never exist yeah. except on the format I have it in. So Listen. I'm just saying, I'm taking home a VCR today. All right. And Don't make happening. me seem like a monster. I never I, told you to get rid of no, anything. No, you yesterday. said you said consolidate. Yeah, as in this every week. Stop putting I'm it everywhere. Defending you now. <laughs> no, against now. what I said. Do you Thank remember? You. Do you remember the Jerky Boys movie? <laughs> or no? It's, I I was just like spaced out for a sec because I was like I can't believe you're talking about this. I literally googled it yesterday. Um, this kid on TikTok was holding a sign that said, like, um, I'm not moving until someone makes me laugh. And, like, everyone's calling up with these terrible jokes. And I was, like, <laughs> going to play the Jerky Boys. And I started listening to it. And I was like, what if they don't know it? What if they don't get it? Yeah, nobody yeah. knows what it is, yeah. though. It's so fucking funny. I, uh, I don't know the Jerky Boys. Yeah. Is yeah. They just came out with a new one. Yeah, I don't care. They weren't friends for a minute, and then they got back together. It's so stupid. It's so fucking funny, though. Like all of it. Like it's so fucking funny. I'll have to experience it when you get your VH via VCR. We can listen to it on the way home. We can listen on the new one. Saul's like fucking with a telemarketer. Oh, just stole your whole fucking shit. Oh, it's great. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I was up to like the you know my glasses just so I have them. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Can't right. I can't deal with the v- VC VHS. Okay, it's okay. Can't deal with it. Every insult I have is from Jerky Boys. Shut up, liver lips. Yeah, <laughs> they're the best. Rubber neck. What did say? Is there? Rubber necks. Another one. spicy, clammy nipple chops. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck your dead mother. <laughs> no, he never. Not, no, he never. No, he never he doesn't say that. That's, I know. That's I par- it's goofy. I shit. paraphrase. It's like goofy stuff. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. I like Kissel. I like. Hello, ragtime baby. Anyways, we can talk um, about something else now. Yeah, Yeah. I think a huge part of uh, (laughs) sobriety and like helping people in harm reduction is that it's so also like misunderstood. Like people think uh, people who are addicted to things should die, which I think is fucked up. Yeah, like that is seriously like heartbreaking and fucked up. It it is, and like I also think. I mean, I just want. like a meetup 
And it's like going to be like pretty informal. And then we could take it from there and see like, you know, if people want to plan like a movie night or something like that just to like hang out. Yeah. It's a pretty cool space to hang out in. And um, I think just even putting it on the sign, people think that it's like I'm setting up a place for like, you know, maniacs to come in and shoot up and go wild. Yeah. Or something. People right. say the most ridiculous shit. I mean, that would probably shit. be fun too. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, but even like I know that um, Philly just opened or in the last few years opened that safe injection site. I don't I never really heard much about it after it had opened. So I don't know the successes of it. But people were like really not understanding why that would be helpful to people who are struggling. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, I, that's like something I can't even talk to people about because like it's not part of like my using history. So if I'm just going to get labeled like they're going to be like, she's a heroin addict and like don't go in there thing you know it's like like judgmental hysteria around it that really probably wouldn't be there if there were safe injection sites and people were knowledgeable (laughs) about addiction and they were like yeah would save lives like that's yeah yeah, we have safe alcohol consumption sites have you seen the videos (laughs) of them cleaning needles up off the streets where it's just barrels full of needles no hundreds of pounds of needles (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy so a place like that will prevent yeah, just it, like it, 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 it may not prevent. I mean, it <laughs> it'll, kind, help, it, it'll help. It yeah. would prevent fatal that, overdoses that because there's there'd a lot be of things, narcan there's a lot there. Of, there's a lot of things that. But also, like it would prevent the spread of like HPV, hepatitis, like all the things you get from sharing needles. HIV. From, don't they also HIV. offer help? You get all these if things you it, if you want it. Like if you want help, they offer. Yeah, it there, don't they? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, like you get a you get a clean needle to use when you shoot up. Like you know, that's something people don't have, and they're not unworthy of not having disease if they use drugs like it's just fucked up yeah i think people too it's the same thing we always talk about everything ends up being like part of like the bad parts of capitalism it's like people who are like upset with people or think they're less than or like they think it takes away from them like they think like oh i work hard i go to work every day my life sucks but you're just going to do drugs and ask for money in the street. Like they, they have to find a way to make them their enemy. Like what they're yeah. like, because otherwise their way of life like unravels. Like I like, cause they don't like it. Nobody wants to work fucking 60 hours a week and come no. home. You know, it's the guys I work with. Like they say the wildest shit when we see panhandlers, like oh, let some, some of them make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Oh, they yeah. think they think I'm a Love fucking sucker. They, they, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a guy missing an arm. Is yeah. walking around on the highway asking for like you want to do that you think that's better than your life like it's fucking crazy to me the way that people come up with a way to justify not liking those people or justify like not giving them something which is like just don't give them something if yeah, you don't right. give it. like you don't have to fucking make up some story where they go home to a mansion and yeah, like right. spit on pictures of your family or whatever <laughs> it's fucking crazy man like the shit people say i'm like yeah, to me that's a hustle like i, well, I bartended for five years I'm basically handing you a beer and asking you to give me money. Yeah. So a guy in the street who needs money asking for what? So give it to him or don't. It's, yeah. a, it's not fun to ask yeah. people for money all day and yeah. they treat you like a fucking piece of shit. So I, I never understand. Like, I mean, I get it. Like if I, if I walk past people on the street and like I have a bad interaction with somebody who's not doing well, it's easy to jump to like calling names or judging their lifestyle. But overall, they're just doing the same thing everybody else is just trying to get by and live their life. And yeah, life's hard and confusing. Like some days at the end of a work week, I'm like, why do I do this? It's all fake. It's all imaginary. Money's imaginary. The shit I have in the bank is imaginary. Shelter's not imaginary. That's so, so we can buy more pizza. Yeah. Yeah. More VHS. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> they go together though. We had a pizza last night, but <laughs> yeah, we had pizza twice this weekend. A lot. We had a lot of pizza. Two pies. And I ate cheese sticks at, Oh yeah, which is oh, like man, a little pizza. Hungry, dude. I didn't have breakfast yet. <laughs> okay. Um, but I was thinking, like, even that judgment, it's like it extends with everything, because, like, you know, capitalist society we're pitted against each other. So when I before my son, when I was working full full time, like touring and music, like people were crazy salty and resentful about that. They're like, she doesn't even have a job, and like they think there's like this zillion dollar merch deal or something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's like kidding me. Like, do you have any conception how hard like this job is? Like, it is at that point. Like, when you're traveling and mm-hmm. you know sleeping and like eight hour drives and stuff. But I think there's like there's always this thing of thinking that someone else has a cushier situation. Like, 
you know, we're all like competing for survival in this weird way where it's like becomes this big fight. It's weird. Yeah, yeah it's true. Work your life away. And then but when you see other people enjoying life with less than that, it's it is like uh, not necessarily competition, but in your head, you do get resentful and bitter because it's, it's hard not to. But at the end of the day. Anyone can just live however they want, and it's none of your fucking business, you know, yeah. until it affects you. So that's the way I try to live. I remember when I would tour a lot, people would be like, man, if I had your tours, like other guys I know, they'd be like, if I had your tours, I'd be like, you just book a tour then. Like, yeah. what? Like, people would get bitter about that. <laughs> like, you don't have it because you don't just sit on the computer and beg people for show dates. Like, you're, well, I don't right. know what I had. They thought I had something. A lot of people still do. Like, I haven't played a show in fucking four years. And people are still like, oh, if I had what you had. And I'm yeah. like, what opportunity do you think I like got that you don't have to fucking... because you're really cool and handsome. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's just my perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, that lame, ugly guy. That's what everyone yeah, else... Yeah, that's it. The really funny guy. <laughs> the funny guy. The cool, funny guy. For the first time when I... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hold on, you're, cut, you're cutting out. Oh, sorry. Cutting out. <laughs> I, I don't know what that was. It? <laughs> Sorry, you're you're cutting out. Start we over. missed that last sentence. What'd you yeah. say? It seemed oh, no, funny. No. I was just saying, like, I remember, like, way back when I was like, "All right, we got to get to Europe." It was like, "Well, I'm just gonna not have an apartment because it's gonna be impossible to pay rent and get over there." Yeah, you know, yeah. like stuff like that is like I don't think people know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, but you know, people want things, but they don't realize what you have to sacrifice in order to have the thing that you want. You know, so other people like they don't even know they're jealous, like they're upset, they're jealous, whatever they feel some type of way. But it's like, yeah, you can do this, too. But you'd have to give something else up sometimes. And that's, you know, that's what life is. That's what yeah. life is. Yeah. When I see the guys on Route 1 asking for money, I've, it makes me thankful. Like, I, I was like, you know, I, I've been in times in my life. I've been not too far from doing that. And like, I don't know, I made a couple of decisions for me that worked out. So I don't I'm never like. Oh man, this guy just sits here and does drugs all day. What? A, it's like he's fucking. I got a lot of nice things. I have a nice life because I work hard. So I just don't. Yeah. I try not to. I just try not to take shit for granted. Yeah. It gets hard, but sure does. <laughs> it is hard. You'll never give people money though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do. Sometimes I do. I do. When I, I worked it. for tips, I did because I had cash. I never yeah. have cash on me now. I just give them bottles of water. Yeah. yeah. If I have, if I have somebody, I usually do. Um, I live. I mean, I work like right on Cass Street, so uh, only one day a week. But well, you know, a lot of those people they stand at the corner of Twenty Nine and Cass, and you know, I see them very often and frequently. And you know, if I have a few extra dollars, I definitely pass it their way. But we also get a lot of the AA crowd that come in to uh, the coffee shop, which is which is an interesting dynamic because it's sometimes people I know. Or it's people that you know are in AA and you see them all the time and then you don't see them again. You kind of wonder, like, I hope they're doing okay. Like, I know you get free coffee over there. You still came in here to buy coffee and now I don't see you anymore. But that's a, that's a hangout, though. Diners, too. Go to yeah. Diners a lot. Yeah. They don't really hang out at the coffee shop. They just like stop in and then tell you that they're in AA and then they leave. It's, yeah, they probably go <laughs> hang basically out what at the it diner is. somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's it's really cool that people have resources to, to get help, to be better. Like, you know, like also I think part of it too, when people are homeless or, or maybe like they have food insecurity or whatever, they, they're like, Oh, why don't they just go to the shelter? Why don't they just go to the food soup kitchen? It's like, it's not like that easy to just go and wait in line or, or hope there's a room for you or hope there's something there for you. Um, and also it's like, you can only be there certain hours of the day and then you're kind of stuck. So, um, I think it's cool too. Like what you do, like you have a space where people can, just be sober and just hang out and be like a, a part of fucking society. Like we're all supposed to be. Um, yeah. And like, there's just not great resources for anybody to, to be, uh, to get better really. So, so yeah. Yeah. Like at the first meeting I was like, wow, this is like advanced beyond what I thought. Cause yeah. like they were talking about like, Oh, you know, maybe we could have an open mic night. And I'm like, that I was into an open mic night. I'll get a PA and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, Proofing and stuff, you know. So, um, there's this. Um, it's like a clubhouse in Kensington called the Last Stop, and the owners of that are like amazing. They opened an art gallery on the other side, like in the heart of like, you know, you see all these videos on YouTube, like Kensington, the yeah. deadliest, scariest place ever, and like, 
these guys are just like, oh, yeah, we opened an art gallery and we're cleaning up the needles in the park. And we're, we made yeah. a plate found over by the pier. And yeah. like, you know, just so cool. Like, I actually just, just heard about that place over the weekend. I like saw it on Facebook. The last stop. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Cool. that's it's it. cool. Yeah. And, and that's where you need those kind of places too, like in cities like Philly or, you know, not to say people in the suburbs don't struggle, but they struggle a little different. Um, yeah. And it's also great too. So like uh, you said that there's like a lot of trans youth or, or just trans people in general that come to your space. And like, that's another thing. Like if you're trans, like you, you know, you're not likely to get a place like you're not, you don't get the same experiences and uh, opportunities as people who are cisgender. So I think that's really cool too, um, to like have resources for diverse people. Um, I have a lot of friends who's, who are trans, but also whose kids are trans. So like young, like in high school and just like knowing that they're struggling just with themselves is so fucking sad. Like it's so, you know, I I just want the best for them, but there's like not much I can do, (laughs) but yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like trying to figure out, I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? Cause I used to teach preschool and I (laughs) started this space and I was like, I got to meet some adults and not be hanging out with two year olds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like I'm going to like, New York and like meeting up with Beatrice and I'm saying stuff like I'm super duper happy to see you, you know. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> oh, I have to go potty really quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Green. Yeah. Red. <laughs> Numbers. You hang out with a lot of kids. Uh, we got to just calm down. Uh. <laughs> Good morning, friends. Yeah. I do I do uh, love hanging out. My I didn't know Buster was in here. Yeah, he's just, hanging out. It just confused me he's when not I saw a dog. Um, yeah, I love hanging out with my nieces and nephew and it is like refreshing to like talk to children, but it's also really great to talk to adults. So I get that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I gotta, I gotta just have a couple of people over the age of three that I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Seriously. Yeah. But, I, uh, I've always worked like customer service in, in some capacity. So it's like, I definitely cherish those conversations I have with people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then uh, my son's friends, you know, he's 11 and he has trans friends identifying they, them. Mm-hmm. Now, I started a trans youth group and I was like, oh, crap, that's such a good idea. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this place really adult though. So yeah. I'm going to try that out in the future, like how to divide up the space. Yeah. So that like, you know, parents aren't coming in and seeing satanic stuff and fetish gear. And, like, weird <laughs> yeah, stuff. right. Yeah. Awesome. Like we're having a youth group, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little tricky. Yeah, I have to like figure that out in the future. You know. Yeah. I think any space that's all ages for anything is like awesome. I think kids the biggest thing with kids is they don't really have anywhere to go. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't when growing up and like with a few places we did have were like arcades and there's there really isn't shit like that anymore. Didn't and you have an idea for some something like that? Yeah, I wanted to do something like a like an like a, some kind of sober space i don't know i kind of gave up during the pandemic yeah no i just remember you mentioned it one time yeah because i just went out good idea like i like doing shows and i'm in my 40s now but like doing shows is where the place i ended up having a place to go when i was a teenager so i don't know it's like uh when it becomes all about grown-ups in bars it's like this is cool we're all still doing this but like it's kind of like why are we doing it if it's just for people who are aging out of it it seems Mm. like people who could benefit from being exposed to like fun things as kids. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a venue would be so awesome. I really like laser tag. I discovered that. Yeah. <laughs> there is a, there is a cool place in uh, Flemington that's called Flemington DIY and it's, it is an all ages like, so, well, I don't know if it's necessarily like a sober space, but I think it's not generally BYO. Um, but they do like uh, outside of shows, they also have like art shows. They they'll have like, it's basically a space anybody can use for anything they need it for. And because the city of Flemington or the town liked it so much, they only charged them like a dollar a month to be there. And to pay the electric bill. Yeah, and you got all these spaces not being used. That's like a, yeah. a an old bank. It's it was. Really they cool actually setup. had recently moved. I haven't. Oh, I haven't okay. been to the new place yet. But but it was. Yeah. In Trenton, there's so many like, empty storefronts and empty. It's yeah. like why wouldn't you just utilize this in some way? I don't know. Like, yeah. It, like what I was saying, arcades too. It's like n- arcades are bars now. Yeah. So it's like it's all for yeah, us. It's all been utilized well, and repackaged for fun, us, man. and it's yeah. it's cool. But it's it's like I'll go to a fucking bar and play Ninja Turtles. 
But, you know, kids can't go Dude, to a there bar. Was a, so. There was an arcade in Colorado that I went to, and they literally have, like, beer holders on the side of every yeah. game. Yeah. To put your it, don't get me like, wrong. It's a ton of fun. That's all but, it was yeah. for, it's, though. It's know. like uh, One of the, the best and funnest, like, venues I ever played was 1984 in Wilmington, because they have, like, all the, like, really old arcade equipment. Oh, like they cool. Well, I mean, it's gone now, but it, like, lined the walls. It was awesome. Yeah. And it was, it's, like, free. Yeah. it's. I was, like, I just had a flashback. I was, like, oh, my God, I've been to that place. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. Though, like a really long time ago. Yeah, they were open for a long time, but they they closed like two years or so ago. Um, but uh, the guy who owns it actually like opened a store also in Wilmington. We we went there. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. But yeah, there, he sold like two or three of the arcade games left. But it was like sad to see it was all gone. <laughs> you know, like that. That's what was left of it. But yeah, the place was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's mm. funny. It's all comparable. Like AA meetings and like punk shows are in like church basements. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you're a kid, it's funny how it all kind of, those are the spaces they that let, let people in. Yeah, they let you do whatever you want. Though. Yeah. <laughs> cool. With God, God on your Just side. Don't break nothing. That's yeah. all. It gets broken, man. It's yeah. going to happen. Try not to break nothing. You break it, you bought it, pal. <laughs> you still use like the VFW hall? Like I remember playing all, all ages shows and I was like, wow, this is like wild. It's like 14 and like 70. Like, yeah. Yeah. People you know, people kind of stopped at the VFWs because there's so dr- much yeah. money. We used to drive so far to go to shows at VFWs too yeah. when we were like teenagers. Like it's so crazy how not centralized it was, but mm-hmm. because it was something to do, you drive an hour to yeah. go see a show my, in a VFW. My mom was always like really supportive of me and my brothers. Like especially me and my oldest brother were really into like going to shows, which I think my mom loved because she always loved music and going to concerts when she was a kid. So she would always take me or my older brother. And uh, when he was like 13 or 14, he like wanted to go to a VFW to see some like metal band. And my mom like wait, like stood there <laughs> at the funny. show, like on, you know, in the back while my brother was like in the pit or whatever. My mom's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, what is going on? I don't understand. And, you know, she would kind of just she'd be like, I got to get out of here. But. So someone I know tried to book a hardcore show at the VFW behind the tattoo shop. Yeah. And uh, they like had it all set up or whatever. And then I guess they found out it was a hardcore show. And they're like, nah, sorry, it was already booked. Someone already had a book for that day or one something. Of, one of my clients, uh, Matt Edwards, if you're listening, I know you listen to the podcast. Uh, he he recently had booked a show over the summer at that VFW. The same one? Yeah, yeah. They actually he, he did lives a show in, there? Yeah, he did. He had one in July. Damn, I didn't think they'd actually... Yeah, he told me to go. I didn't go. Sorry. I didn't even know about it. They're always doing weird shit. Yeah. Right yeah, I mean, if you pay the fee, the like three or $400, then you get the you get the space. That's really all it is. Yeah. So. Well, they wouldn't let this person do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's fucking expensive though. Yeah. BFWs, yeah. they charge a lot of money, especially for a kid. Yeah. 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 It's like I remember because I'm originally originally from Long Island, and as a teenager, I moved into the city, and then nine years ago, Philadelphia. But like driving, like there was one store in Long Island, Utopia, that had like the cool music stuff and mm-hmm. clothes. I was like, oh my god, we're all gonna go there today, and it was this long ass drive and stuff. So. <laughs> When I was setting this up, like my friend was cracking up because I was like, "What the freaking '90s are we doing right now?" Like everyone goes <laughs> in their shops <laughs> and we're like filling this place up with like stuff instead of doing an online store. And I was like, "I gotta just make it work because like I want people to be able to come in and like meet each other and hang out and like yeah. look through books and like you know, it's like a social thing too." Yeah, yeah. So, I, I love having a place to go to where I can just be social, even if it's just like. Like I went to the coffee shop every day for two years and then I got a job there because it was just like it just like made sense to do that. Um, but yeah, it's like I can walk in there on any given day and know like three or four people and have a five minute conversation and then like that's it. You know, and it's yeah. like we all know each other for the same reason. And um, recently, like there was a guy who would come in pretty regularly and, uh, you know, he was like local to Trenton and, and he like he was a part of like the cycling community and like just, just an all around, like really good dude. And he he passed away this week, which is devastating. But you know, it's like every person that came in there knew him. Right. And I I told someone like, yeah, he, he passed away. And he's like, what's his name? Who is that? And I'm like, the guy who sits here, he's like, Oh my God, I had no idea. And it's like, you know, you can love someone so much, not know their name, have a thousand great interactions with them and still feel that like loss. And like without a social space to be, you know, it's it sucks to experience loss, but you don't really get to have that happiness either or that that family feeling or the community, you know, so it's, yeah. it's really nice to have something, especially in, in Philly. Philly is a big city, but like Trenton is such a small city and it has so much small community that like 
you know, someone who goes to the coffee shop every day isn't the same person who goes to the bar every Friday. But that person who goes to that bar every Friday doesn't go to the other other bar every Friday. So it's like we all run in the same circles, but we don't all like each other or know each other or whatever. So it is cool to have a communal space where you can celebrate community and like feel like you're a part of something and not be exclusionary at all. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And rest in peace, June. It fucking sucks. But, you know, it's it's really cool to be a part of something for sure. Totally. I was like, imagine like, I don't know, someone comes in here and they talk to someone else and they meet and start a band together. And then it's like, I'll carry their They're like, I get like all these like, like, you know, see the future of things. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I mean, and maybe you feel this way about like the place you went to, like Utopia. It's like, you know, you went there and, and for you, that was a part of something that was great. So now people can go to your place and feel like they're a part of something that's great. And that's just like a really good feeling. Like, that's really cool. Thanks. That's yeah. like what I'm for. It's yeah. funny because I like when we finally got there, I was like, oh, like, what the hell? Should I get this Jim Morrison tapestry or like <laughs> <laughs> be more punk? You know, it was like I don't kind of it was kind of more of like a head shop that had some cool T-shirts. But yeah. it was wow. There's no other it. place like it. Yeah. It's so funny. That's cool. Yo, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to make me talk? Yeah, I was waiting for you. Dude. I don't know. Having That's a it. place to go is kind of everything because mm-hmm. you work and you go home. Yeah. So like having the third thing is li- is what life is. Yeah. The rest is kind of like what you do to, to do to go somewhere. Work, yeah. you have a place to sleep and eat, and everything else is going somewhere, which is we kind of lost for a while. So yeah. I think it's really important to have spaces for people to go. Yeah. That aren't just like buy something and get out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I know for me, like you know, my my exposure to like coming to Triton all the time was like going to bars and like whatever, and like raise a stupid example, but like you know he was a bartender I always enjoyed seeing for a few reasons, I guess. But you know, so it's like he was a part of like me <laughs> coming to the city and and me feeling welcome and me feeling good about it, and then now I feel like people come to the coffee shop and I'm there, and it's like the same feeling that I had when I started coming to the city. And people, maybe their first exposure to coming to Trenton is, is getting coffee because they like specialty coffee. And they're like, oh, it's so cool. This is here. It's so cool. You know, it's a reason. To, it's a reason to go somewhere else that maybe you wouldn't normally go that eventually becomes a second home. And it's just, you know, it's important to me to give back that same feeling that other people gave to me. So it's pretty cool. And it, and it humanizes corny. people like like things that people are scared of. Like people go to that coffee shop and they're like, you hear them say shit like, oh, oh this dude. neighborhood, this. Uh, and But like yeah. they're there now and yeah. they can see wh- who lives yeah. there and who's there and yeah. how it works. Is When I grew up in the suburbs, like people would paint Trenton like it was the fucking like escape from New York. Yeah, like it was do. the craziest fucking mm-hmm. thing yeah. you could ever. Be. And now it's like, you know, it's my, one of my favorite places in the world and I would have never learned that if there wasn't reasons for me to go there, like shows yeah. I wanted to see or and like, yeah. I think that's, it's important, man. It just shows yeah. you that like the people talking, they're just fucking talking. Yeah, you're right. You people all the time, I'll say something, oh, I'm going to Trenton and they're like, Ugh. and I'm yeah. like, what are you what are you talking yeah. about i go there all the time i want to have to drive 15 minutes not, to my bar i don't ever want to see my neighbors yeah, yeah when i when i tell people i live in trenton they're like oh did you like grow up there like as if i'm stuck here and i'm like no i like bought my house here like i live here and i i patronize the city like i'm i'm here for because i want to be like why the fuck do you live in the middle of nowhere like like it's the same shit man like because they're like, I couldn't get a big enough Confederate flag to fit in a townhouse, so I've got to move to the oh. biggest suburban plot of land. There I is that, that one uh, that one house on Liberty Street that has like a, don't blame me, I voted for Trump flag. You just can't escape oh, on it. On Liberty? On Liberty, That's right so before funny. Broad. Yeah, it's it's funny. But yeah, it is. it was always like that my whole life, too. Like uh, It's like, oh man, we got to gotta go to trenton for that you know like whatever like you can't it's fucking annoying it's the same guy who's like but i'll go down there and score a 50 bag of coke and fucking do drugs here and be away from my (laughs) family and then they go Mm -hmm. back home and they're like i don't go over to fuck town that's crazy (laughs) but their secret life is his wife in the suburbs like yeah whatever stupid one thing i always see used to see is like the dudes who are like landlords in chambersburg and then you see them like picking up sex workers down the street and they're they're the fucking stereotypical like fuck trenton dudes and it's like Mm -hmm. you make all your money here you do horrible shit here that you think no one sees and then you leave and you go yeah fuck that place man fuck this as long as i get my rent every month fuck you know 
So. And uh, my my family like came from Trenton, whatever. And my great grandmother lived there uh, her whole life, and well, not really her whole life. After she got married in her twenties until she was ninety, she lived so there. So, see, you are kind of from Trenton. What are you talking? about? I'm not. I didn't grow up there. I grew uh, up in Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. It's embarrassing, but yeah. So like my my great grandmother, <laughs> she got, she got like interviewed by like some stupid association for whatever nonsense, and she was like, she's like, I'm never leaving Trenton, and she never fuck, she never did. Like she never did until we like had to sell her house, but like she never left. And it, that like really is awesome. She lived there for 70 fucking years and just was like proud wow. to be there. It was, it's really cool. That's you know? Cool. Yeah. She was a good lady. I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if there's a list like, um, most embarrassing suburb to be from as like, <laughs> <laughs> or something. Oh, there oh. probably is. I got a few. <laughs> it's like so shameful. It's like a fucking Long Island. And yeah. <laughs> I, love, I swear. I'm like, you yeah. know. Yeah. There's so many assumptions and I'm like, yeah, it did suck. In my mind, I think like, God, am I crazy? That place was actually really nice in hindsight. But then I remember going insane, feeling like judged and watched. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember I went all the way out on this broken pier in the middle of nowhere, out on the edge of the beach to smoke a cigarette when I was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And I came back and my parents are like, you know, Stephanie's mother saw you smoking a cigarette. <laughs> oh no! She's got her telescope from her porch, like yeah. on just scanning the beach for teenagers smoking cigarettes. Yeah, that's really what it is. We talk about that all the time. When I was a kid, my dad would get arrested, and we have the same name. And my neighbors would be like, "Oh, you got in trouble this weekend." I'm like, "I'm 13. I wouldn't. I wasn't in a police chase. What the fuck are you talking?" Like, but it's like they couldn't shut the fuck up. Like oh, they all God. had to gossip about everything they ever read. They couldn't just leave it alone. Like I didn't. I wouldn't even know that it happened. I wasn't reading the paper. You know. So like, I don't need to hear that from my neighbors like laughing about it. And that 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 should you should be embarrassed by that. Yeah. Like if you do shit like that, you shouldn't be like. Uh, Trenton, you should be embarrassed if you live your life and that's the most exciting thing is to shit on how yeah. other people live. I guess too, like AA and sober spaces and kids, like like a lot of those AA meetings by the coffee shop, those people aren't all from Trenton. Mm-mm. So they go there and they find people there and it's in that neighborhood too. So I guess yeah. that's a good you know proponent of that. Yeah, people whatever. go all over for meetings. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a friend who, who is from Trenton and she like refused to go to AA in the city because she was so embarrassed. So she'd go up to like New York, where she was from, and she'd go all over to like go to a meeting, just not a mile from where she was from. And now she like does, but it's just like it's so funny that people have to feel so ashamed. Like it's such yeah, a it's such it's a sad. fucked it's, up thing. Yeah. Well, that's where the anonymity comes in, and yeah. I think things are changing. You know, slow yeah. and steady. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people that are moving into like our tri uh, town city area, like they don't know Trenton for you know. Like why would they didn't they didn't grow up around here? So people are kind of more like opening like opening their eyes to it because they don't really know. But you know, I, I work with a girl and she's like, oh, I had to change my address and like the, her zip code comes up as Trenton even though she lives in Hamilton. She's like, and now it's gonna say Trenton. I'm like Amelia, I li-, sorry. I was like, I was like, dude, I live there. And she was like, yeah, but like, and I was like, but like, probably get what? her mail quicker. What is she complaining about? <laughs> dude, I don't know. It's just like so funny. Sooner. And she like says that she lives there. I'm like, you live in Hamilton. Like, I, I don't know how else to tell you this. Like, you know, it's just funny. It's funny too. Like when you drink, like uh, you can have the worst night. Like you can get in a fist fight and like drive drunk. And like your friends who drink will be like, oh, bad night, crazy. But then you have to like be embarrassed to go to AA. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. like, like other people are drinking like, hey, man, happens to the best of us. But if you go to AA, they're like, oh, man, they're, they're in recovery. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, same, I watched him fight three cops yeah, last night. But same, AA, I don't know. Yeah. I get what you mean. That's, <laughs> that's funny. It's just very normalized, you know. Yeah. I was in a meeting, like listening to like, you know, everyone. It was like one of those like war story kind of meetings. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was never like, oh, I got like so messed up. And then I like donated all this money and cleaned my apartment. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like what it brings out. I was like, is that what we all are at the base? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. maybe it could be less embarrassing to be in recovery. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It really brings out like your inner asshole a little bit. I think I've, I've probably given dudes on the street like a $20 bill when I was drunk, though, because I was just in too good of a mood. And then like, the next day I'm like, where the fuck did my money go? I did that sober before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sober too. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, but uh, but yeah, like it also it it is. I had a, I was at work yesterday and someone came in and, well, not yesterday, Friday, and he was like. I'm like, hey, like, what's up? I never see you here. He's like, yeah, I started going to AA. And then he like tells me like what happened to him. Then he's at AA. And I'm just kind of like why he's had to get sober. I'm thinking like, how many times does this happen to you? <laughs> you know, like you hit you hit rock bottom a bunch of times, but but whatever. Sometimes you got to hit rock bottom to get back on whatever. Figure your life out. But it happens. Yeah, it happens. As long and, as you go back and know what the fuck. Yeah. You know. So yeah. weird. I wrote about it. I was like, screw it. I'm putting this on social media because... I like just don't care what if, if people attack me about like the time I used Kratom and didn't realize it was horrifically addictive, then that's going to happen because yeah. I got hit by a truck and then I was like, Oh, I'll take Kratom for this back pain. And then it was like the most devastating detox ever. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I like, heard that was bad. I'm sorry. Oh, you got shit. hit by a truck, yeah, by the way. Crazy. I'm glad you're okay. Holy fuck. Yeah. I, I'm probably dead, honestly, because I don't understand. <laughs> That's crazy. But I, like, got hit by a truck, and I was meeting this girl who was going through a bad breakup, and I was, like, in shock. So I got up and walked away and went to the cafe. Mm-hmm. And days later, I was like, I think I have to go to the hospital. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That was crazy. And um, I was like, uh, I don't want to have a whole opiate problem, you know. I, like take Kratom and like, you know, they shot steroids into my back and I worked out, built up muscle and I'm fine. But, um, so when it came time to get off of it, I was like, this is like the worst thing how, ever. How long was it? How long did it take for it to have that bad of a detox? Like how long were you using it for before you, do you remember? Was it like a couple of days or something? No, it was like definitely like two, three months. Two, three and months. Like, okay. I yeah, noticed. Weird. The amount it was escalating. That's when I was like, I got to get off of this because I was like drenched in sweat, booking it Ugh. home. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Like, this sucks. That's Ugh. brutal. Yeah, that's I all I imagine. read. Of, that's all I read about that shit now is everybody trying to get off. I like don't really. Sucks. I don't. I don't read anything about kratom ever. Never see anything yeah. about it unless it's like a joke. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. it's like it should be no big deal. So I went to this doctor over here and I was like, look, I know the whole. The whole thing, the detox thing, I'm not new. I took Kratom and like, I'm going to need like trazodone, clonidine to get off of it. It's going to take me a week. I'll be fine. And he was like, I've never heard of it before. And <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he like Googles it. And he's like, oh, this is legal. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it must be safe then, right? Because it's legal. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. So I was like, all right, I'll post about it. Um, maybe, I don't know, it'll help somebody or something. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. I never knew that about Kratom. Yeah, it's remember nice. when they were selling bath salts? Remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. that was like the speed oh version God. of that shit. Wow, <laughs> Kratom's like the heroin version. I know. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. What's that? Yeah. I never understood what that was. The bath stories were like wild. Like people completely. Yeah. Okay, I read this the other day on Twitter, so I don't know if it's true, but apparently that guy that was like on bath salts and like eating people's faces was actually sober. Really it's not that. what happened. Yeah, I, I recently learned that too. The bath salts thing. First off, it's not bath salts. It's just yeah. like a bunch of shit people make with chemicals. Yeah. They just call it bath salts, but I think people get confused with the names. It's they a, think yeah. you buy so, it from Bed Bath and Body Works and eat, <laughs> eat the fuck. No, no, it's not. It's That's just two different that. places. It's, oh. a ty- it's a type of amphetamine. That it's like one molecule off, so it's legal. Right, right. Like crystal meth. But basically. I just recently learned the same thing. Really that bad for you. The, it, the urban legend became this thing where it was like this slew of people eating each other. Yeah, and it was yeah, really yeah. one yeah. guy, and he it had nothing to do with that drug. The, but once the the network ran with it, they they just yeah. it, they assumed he was he on it, on, or yeah. somebody reported that he was on it, and he mm-hmm. wasn't. He was on kratom. No, <laughs> I don't know what. No, he, I think he was just like uh, unstable. Like I don't no, know. No, I know he had some kind of mental health. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, that was yeah. crazy. That guy survived though, right? The guy got his face. I don't survived. know. I think I he survived. I I just recently learned That's about crazy. that that was erroneous. Like the initial. I remember hearing it was bullshit. Drugs. I remember hearing that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I Did that happen on a bus? No, nah, it was like was that- on a street somewhere, wasn't it? I don't yeah. know. The guy that got attacked was like a homeless guy, right? Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Or something. Oh, you're looking uh, Yeah, so this guy attacked and maimed a homeless man. This is terrible. On the, on the MacArthur Causeway in Miami, Florida. Okay. Uh, it was filmed, and the, the guy accused the homeless man of stealing his Bible, and then he beat him unconscious, removed his pants... Biting off pants. most of his face. I'm just reading what it says. 
biting off most of his face above the beard and his eye leaving him blind in both eyes. Oh my god, that's yeah. so fucking wow. horrible, dude. I know. Just random. And then he like, was fatally s- shot by Miami PD. Oh, the I guy- forgot. I forgot the guy that did it. They shot him. Yeah. I didn't even know that. That sucks. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It says they don't even really know why or how this happened. Yeah. But he's been a criminal since he was six. Sorry, criminal based on what Wikipedia says about him since he was sixteen. So. Yeah, I mean, if you already have any kind of underlying mental issue, being in and out of the system since you're 16 is not going to help yeah, you it sucks do he better actually, mentally. Yeah, it sucks he didn't actually get the help he needed. Yeah, it says he, he was not on drugs. Yeah. The only thing in his system was marijuana. Wow. That's crazy. That's, a, that's like total zombie behavior. There was yeah. something like about a bus. I don't know. I I would have to look it up. Someone got attacked on the bus in the same way, and I was like, "Oh my god, is this like biting people thing going viral now?" Like, yeah. sounds familiar. But TikTok challenge. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you can't ever believe like the way the news reports it because like they'll string together things that are completely non-connected, and like mm-hmm. I'd never believe shit like that because it's like it's like the fentanyl and halloween candy and shit it's always just like right wing scare tactics or whatever but like or like it says like a cop picked up a baggie with fentanyl on it and overdosed or even like the knockout game or whatever like oh yeah like kids knock people out or whatever like yeah okay so that will happen and it's awful but that doesn't mean that like every kid who doesn't look like you in new york is going to knock you out in the sub it just like creates fear against people who are different Mm -hmm. than you and then they can fucking Pass some curfew or whatever, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it's it was like bath salts were in the news, so they put that in with it. Yeah, right. right. And if it's, that would have happened last year, they would have said the the guy that ate his face had COVID or something. Yeah. <laughs> strain of COVID it's fucking journalism too. Like, like what? Something. Like, and what about that article? Like, there's no what someone just told them while he was on bath salts, and they they can report that. Like, yeah. what about fact checking or like doing it? Like, we should have to wait to have the facts. But they, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the fucking. It's a front page news and then the fucking retractions on page twenty seven three months later. You know, like it happens all for the time. Newspapers, if people ever read newspapers, still that was what the, that reference is. Yeah, got it. That's like talk shit about me on social media and then apologize to me in my inbox. She called you the worst example. So that earlier, she said he's the worst example. But I like, said that. Yeah, you were talking about something, about and I was like, what, he's the worst everything? example. <laughs> no, you said that. I'm the worst example. You of were like, giving an example about something, someone and you were like, "Well, he's the nice, worst a good example." Person but, and, and you not. started to explain something. I don't remember. I'll have to listen back to the episode. All right. What, I, <laughs> yeah. what did we learn today? We, we, I don't we're know. we're off on some bad salts. I'm a bad person thing again. We do we do this every week. Timmy, did you learn anything from this podcast it's, episode? <laughs> um, I was like, I just broke another. I break light bulbs in here every day. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right now, oh. it's like. I learned that I, I break things very easily. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, uh, well, we all knew not to trust the news. I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't trust legal forms of these drugs. That's true. Yeah, yeah. None uh, of them are tested and shit like that. You know? yeah. yeah, just be careful. I just yeah. don't do drugs. Yeah. That was probably straight up doing bath salts called Kratom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Let's change the name of it. <laughs> well, I've done a lot of crazy shit. Like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, you, know, that's you scary. get coke or speed or fucking Molly, and you don't know what the fuck I would never you're get no doing. St- I would never get no street shit. All you no, know is like that ever. fucking that's crazy. What happens that night? And you go that fucking never. Holy shit! I was upside down in some dude in some dude's car, and I was seeing the devil. I don't know what the fuck. I, and then you're like, that doesn't usually happen when I take Molly. That was weird. Yeah, you don't know what the fuck you put in your body. Well, the shit didn't used to kill you back then. Now it fucking the shit they're putting in it. You know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You just got to be careful, man. I, I can't even imagine. Test your drugs. Yeah. Like, they, they sell testing kits that you can buy. Yeah. yeah. If anybody needs them, I have a contact for getting uh, test strips. That's and Narcan, and do And Narcan training. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would never... I can't imagine being as reckless as I used to be. be. You got anything yeah. to plug? You got, you got anything to plug <laughs> before we go? Um, Just... um. Look out for Madame St. Beatrice. Um, we have a new album coming out, and uh, we actually don't even know how to categorize ourselves. It's like soulful rock and roll, punk rock. Nice. And we're going on tour sometime this year. We're playing Philadelphia soon, and to BX Studios Art Gallery on 4th Street in Queens Village. Um, art, clothing, comics, records. VHS. Nice. 
VHS, <laughs> tons of steel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I found legs of steel on the street, so I have the companion oh, to nice. that. Eight minute abs. So you had that one. That's one that. <laughs> I need that and, uh, minute abs, man. Any local artists? On by because I have I have room for more artwork. So awesome. hell yeah, that's awesome. We gotta go check that out. I got yeah, some people. Should. I'm gonna try to send your way. I think. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Cool. Eric's uh, an artist. I have a tattoo shop, and I know yeah. some artists. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of them's not far from there. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Okay. People meeting people. Podcasts yeah. are the new social hell spaces. Yeah, yeah I like to explain to people I did the punk to podcast pipeline. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Sweet. You did it quicker than oh, most. Oh, much quicker than most, yeah. <laughs> you got stuff to plug? Do I have stuff to plug? No. No. I got prank call albums out. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't listened to the new one, man. I keep meaning to put it's it on while I'm in the truck. I've been, I had a companion in my truck all week, so I can't just play anything on the radio. Yeah, don't play that. I'll get the kids or anything. <laughs> yeah, he's not a child, the guy he's companioning. So. Um, <laughs> we'll just watch uh, the Jerky Boys movie. I'm plugging the Jerky Boys movie. If you can find it, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It, it's worth all your time. If Instant you want to buy it, I have two copies. Um, no, the second copy is a different copies. movie. The There's second is a different jerky fucking movies. Jerky Boys movie. One's where they do pranks for MTV, and the other yeah. one is an actual film. Okay, I know. If anybody wants to buy it, I'll sell it. They call it cinema. If for your information. All right, but either way, check out Derek Smacklin everywhere. Derek. Yeah, check out all the. Prank call albums. Okay. Six of them. RaymondStrife666.com. Uh, check me out on Letterboxd. I've been adding the movies I've been watching to Letterboxd. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah just nice. more to, for me to keep track of what yeah. I watch. And yeah. follow our podcast, The Aging Punks Complaining Everywhere. Yeah. And like it. They're yeah. already on the podcast. They're listening to the podcast. Right yeah. Here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Tibby, thank you so much for being here. It's really nice to meet you. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was nice meeting you guys. We're going to get a picture with you in a second. Hold yeah, on stick around. Time. We're going to take a selfie. Yeah, hold on a second. All right, cool. Alright. Say it. Deuces, punks out. The Agent Punks Complain is recorded at Sketchism's Media Studios and produced by me, Eric Backlin. The theme song, The Agent Punk Complains, was written by Raymond Strife and Ill Omega. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Agent Punks Complain. And if you like the show, leave a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a message that may be featured on the show. Just call or text 609-358-0804.